0: Welcome to The Zimcast, a program dedicated to bringing you what's new in agricultural marketing. The Zimcast is the official podcast of AgWired and hosted by Chuck and Cindy Zimmerman.
1: Hello and welcome to The Zimcast. I'd like to thank the sponsor for our program, and that's GrowMark, locally owned, globally strong. Last week, the Agricultural Retailers Association held its annual conference and expo in Boca Raton. And uh, yes, that's where you want to be this time of year. So, once again, Zimcom worked with ARA to produce a virtual Ag Newsroom. That's via our Ag Newswire service, and you can find it on agnewswire.com. So, in this week's program, I want to share a couple of interviews that I hope you'll enjoy. The first one is with Melissa Augusto, she is ARA's Director of Communications and Marketing. Melissa, first of all, tell me what you do for Ag Retailers.
0: I am the Director of Communications and Marketing.
1: And this is a position that uh, you've been in for how long now?
0: I've, I've been in the role about six and a half months. I started in mid-May of 2018.
1: So what uh, brought you to the ARA and the opportunity that uh, this presented?
0: Well, I've worked in associations across the ag sector um, for the approximately the last 15 years, from dairy to general farm organization to conservation. And when the opportunity arose to work in the ag retail business, I thought that that was a great opportunity for my career, and it suited my area of interest.
1: Well, this certainly is uh, an organization with history uh, that looks like it has, in some ways, for some of us that have known it a long time, sort of reinvented itself even in recent uh, time. How about just talking about the kinds of duties that you do in your role?
0: Sure. Well, you know, a big part of my role is really informing people about who ag retailers are. Mm -hmm. Because often it is a sector of the business that people maybe don't understand or don't recognize that it exists until they really stop and think about it that there are the people who are providing products and services to the farmer the end user and so you know a big part of my role is making sure that people know that and then the other part is really working with our membership so that they can see the value in being a part of the national organization that has their their best interests in mind we're working on in washington and then across the country um, for their interests
1: yeah a big part of what ara does is in Uh, public affairs and and working on behalf of the members with legislators and 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 regulators and so that probably unlike maybe some other types of organizations checkoffs for example you know is a little different but you do a lot of the similar type work that involves everything from writing press releases to uh, do you ever have to write a speech for example or
0: well (laughs) you know uh, I luckily I work with a lot of people who are pretty self-sufficient but nonetheless you know there is there's speech writing there's editing of those things there's comments that we send to Congress there's and other regulators um, there's a lot of letters that go out and things like that. We also provide a lot of member services. And so I oversee seeing a lot of the materials that are provided in those programs to ensure that, you know, they're in line with the things that we do. So we, we put on a lot of programming from crisis communications to some of the other trainings that we do for our membership. Um, so I get to see not only just the policy side of it, but some other of the member services pieces.
1: And you have a, a big, huge staff to do all this stuff, right?
0: <laughs> oh, yeah. You know, there's nine of us on the ARA team. So we we operate as a really efficient machine. And I'm I'm a, a department of one, which is what I tell everybody, and we all wear many hats. But luckily, everybody's very supportive, and we, we support each other. And there's a lot of uh, collaboration. And while there's probably not too much overlap, we really do work together very efficiently.
1: How about when it comes to things like uh, just overall communications, marketing materials, uh, are things like having to create graphics, to uh, you know PowerPoint presentations, to social media stuff that we're doing today? All that. I assume falls in your area
0: yeah I have a huge wheelhouse um, from like you say the the social media aspect of it so I'm trying to keep up with not only what's happening but make sure that we're putting out enough information for our membership and for other stakeholders um, out there I manage our website and we also have a member portal so there's a big piece of that we do a bi-weekly newsletter we also send out member alerts when things are more urgent. I do the media outreach, so I'm working with um, people like Zimcom and others to make sure that the media um, knows that, that we exist and what our take is on the issues of the day. And I'm also, you know, working with other communicators across the industry. Um, we are a part of something close to 50 other coalitions in Washington and across the country, so I make sure that the retailer voice is at the table for those and that we're, you know, working across the industry to do the, the best we can for all of agriculture. Mm-hmm.
1: You've been doing this long enough to have come in before this whole uh, social media revolution, whatever you want to call it. Uh, we started our business, Zimcom, at that time. It, it was uh, not planned to be, but it's worked very well for us. But having seen that and the evolution to where you are today, how would you describe the either the challenges or the values because there's probably a little of both when you look at this today, right?
0: Yeah, I think that there's value in all the channels because you're probably reaching different audiences across all of that. And as we know in agriculture, we're often the early adopters of technology, but sometimes some of these social pieces we may be a little bit further mm-hmm. behind some of the others just based on a lot of different things about our demographic of folks. But I think. We've seen in the last couple of years that people are adopting a lot more. They're, you know, They're checking their Twitter feeds. And I think we had people who were here on the conference app that I never would have expected to see posting social media posts from the event and posting photos and, and having some fun with it. So that's exciting. Um, but I also think that at retail, we all also are working in a business that's really advanced and we have to be forward thinking. And so that, that helps. But it's been very interesting to see how all of our ways of communicating with people have changed and also remained the same. I, sure. I did just have a conversation about how we thought that maybe print magazines were going away. And I think they probably moved away from it for a while, but it seems like they're almost coming back and people are still mm-hmm. farmers, especially are looking for some of that to be in their hand. Cause I think we've flooded inboxes, And so it's easier to manage a magazine that comes in the mail.
1: Well, so. uh, yes. I mean, I, I, let's see, we, um, There was a term that we used back early on when the Internet was growing, disintermediation, meaning essentially what were the gatekeepers of information are now being uh, bypassed because of technology. But I still have the belief, coming from a farm radio background and also involved in print in different ways in my career, I see value in all the different forms of media. They have changed. Their audiences have changed. The, uh, it, But even beyond email, uh, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm an iPhone fanboy, I'll admit it, uh, that, that knows Android too. But there's only so many apps you can use and open in a day. And so many of them offer you information that it's... Did it to me? It becomes even overwhelming. Not including, not just counting my inbox, which is crazy. So, um, if you are looking ahead, what do you see based on what I heard is the new board's um, strategic plan and some priorities that are going to be affecting you to help make those become a reality.
0: Well, member communications is kind of very tip top of the list aside from the policy work that we do in Washington. And what we've heard is that our members want efficient, succinct pieces of information. And I think that The biggest piece of that really is going to be taking the news of the day or the policies and really boiling it down to how does does it impact them as an ag retailer? Because I think that that's the piece that we can offer, and that's a part of the benefit of the membership is that you're going to get exactly what does this mean, and we can really boil it down, get it out of legal speak, get it out of some of the complexities of the day, and really boil it into this is what it means to you as an ag retailer and get it to them quickly and in a really easy and efficient way.
1: Before we close, I always like to get your take in terms of talking to people who might be listening and considering a career in agricultural communications, broad term for everything that can fall under that from marketing to advertising to whatever. Uh, What would you say to somebody who is thinking about this as a possible career, what they should prepare themselves for in order to enter into the industry?
0: One is to learn how to juggle because you know you have to be really organized and really kind of be able to take on a whole bunch of things as one, at once. You know, w- With social media, things are moving really quickly, but at the same time, you may have a reporter who's still calling you on the phone. You probably also still have an article for your newsletter that you've got to write that day, and your boss may pop in your office and ask you to edit a letter that they need to send to Congress that day. And so being able to balance all of those things all at once and keep to your deadline for your, your next big annual meeting that's also maybe a long-term, term project so we've got you've got to juggle short-term medium-term and long-term priorities all at once Um, that's one big thing and I would say also just intern and shadow people and you know spend a couple of days or weeks or months whatever it may be with people who are doing this to you know get a real grip on how it's done and and make sure that it's it's right for you because it moves at the speed of sound
1: and there are lots of those opportunities if you look for them uh, we heard here at the closing lunch um, a couple of young folks from AFA and or FFA, and it just struck me, one of them saying that he really thought this was an area he wanted to go until he had his second internship, and it opened up a whole other area, that, it, and that's where he's going to be going into. So it's interesting how the ex- having a taste of the experience can really make a difference so why not take advantage of that
0: yeah that's absolutely you know that's what internships are for right you know you find your way and it it may be right but it's it's better to do it in an internship before taking a job and realizing you're in absolutely the wrong place but you know sometimes that happens too but you know we take on internships interns at ARA and we you know I'd love to have somebody come in if they if they're interested in communications and and give them the, the lay of the land see if they're interested and and help them out Awesome.
1: Anything else you wanted to say about the organization itself that you work for that we didn't touch on or anything before we close? No,
0: I, I think that we've we've covered kind of the, the priorities. It's a really exciting time, I think, in ag retail with businesses are changing. And so as an organization, we're also going to change with it. And we're going to be taking a look at, at what's next. Industry trends are, you know, the businesses are getting... There's fewer, and they're getting bigger. And so we're working as an industry to, and as an organization to kind of tackle that and see how we can work together to make sure that everybody is represented and that we're doing the best to grow with everybody else. And so that, that that's going to be the big thing.
1: <laughs> well, thank you very much, Melissa. It's been great to work with you here. The uh, 2018 ARA Conference and Expo is now, um, well, it's almost closed. We still have a, a tour and uh, another little program that'll happen this afternoon. But I've enjoyed working with you here in Boca Raton and I urge all organizations out there to hold meetings starting in December through about February somewhere south like this. So hopefully that they'll take that advice.
0: We'll see you in New Orleans in 2019.
1: One of the key sponsors of the ARA Conference and Expo is FMC. The company sponsored the charging station for all our mobile devices with a place to sit down and relax too. I met several FMC representatives, which included Christina Cohen, FMC's North America Marketing Director. We talked about what she's doing and that includes a very big project and she's going to tell us all about it. First of all, Christina, tell me your name and what you do for the company.
2: Good morning, I'm Christina Cohen and I'm the Marketing Director for North America.
1: Now that sounds like a pretty broad encompassing uh, position with a lot of different things that you've got to do but one of the things that I know is kind of near and dear to your heart I've been told is the FMC Freedom Pass and I think we should just kind of review that and tell us a little bit about that program.
2: Absolutely, so as you know we're distributor aligned retailer focused but I would also add to that we're very innovation driven and as part of that, we needed to make sure we had the right retailer toolkit in the hands of our retailers. And part of that was making sure that there were cash incentives, financing opportunities, performance assurances, as well as application innovation that they could bring to the growers. And those are what we're offering as part of the umbrella platform of what we call FMC Freedom Pass.
1: How about uh, as we look ahead to 2019, are there going to be anything new, new features anything with the program as it moves forward?
2: So in 2019, it's very exciting. We were able to quickly integrate and have multiple products, both from Legacy FMC and our acquired products offered. We've also expanded some of the different ways we look at the different pillars. So we have more of a tiered approach and some cutoffs in our financing to make sure we're driving things to the right level. Um, And we're going to continue to expand on the offerings we have through our technologies like Thrive Technology, um, which was recently recognized as a best technology from an agro award and making sure that we have lots of tools to go through that and lots of products that are qualified
1: about um, when you mentioned the uh, acquisition integration whatever how is that uh, or has it provided challenges from a marketing standpoint which I assume is something you've been working on here now for a little while
2: yeah, so there's always challenges, but I like to look at challenges as opportunities. And so I think that we've been able to really take two very complementary portfolios and two complementary teams and leverage the best of both. So now we have more of a portfolio offering and different crop segments that are strategic for us as opposed to just maybe some niche products. And we also have very complementary skill sets where, while well, we can think of the long-term strategy and understand introducing new launches, new markets with our now discovery capabilities that we've acquired – we also have the agility and the speed to market that FMC's always brought to the table to make sure we maintain our position as a growth company.
1: And you are one of the, um, I'll call it the, the, the biggies out there that doesn't have the seed part of it in there. What does that mean to your customers to be able to focus on the type of products that you do uh, produce and research?
2: Yeah, so one of the mottos I always say is it's important to focus and do a couple things really well. And I think that our focus on crop protection really enables us to do that. If you look at the last 20 years of mergers and acquisitions with seeds and crop chem companies, I have yet to see one that's really seamlessly integrated the two platforms. And so with this focus, we're able to put 8% of our annual revenue, 100% into bringing our pipeline to market quicker, and just focus on how can we really fund that to get to market.
1: Anything else you might want to say to people now as we are uh, here at the end of, well, mostly the end of Harvest for 2018, about what we kind of have referred to as the new FMC and looking forward and what your customers can expect to see from you in the future?
2: Absolutely. So... Uh, I don't know about the word new. I prefer to use the word growing. So we're the same FMC, but we're growing. And we're going to continue to be another alternative with freedom to choose that wants to partner with the distributors and the retailers through these tough times and beyond.
1: Well, I'm so glad to get to see you, meet you here at this uh, ARA, Agricultural Retailers Association Conference. FMC, one of our uh, top sponsors this year at the program. And keeping us all supplied with um, energies for our devices through a charging station. Thank you very much. Besides these interviews, you'll find many more in the ARA Conference Virtual Ag Newsroom. Just go to agnewswire.com to find it. All ag media are welcome to use the content rights and cost free. That's the Zimcast for this week. I hope you've enjoyed it, and thank you for listening.
0: You've been listening to the Zimcast, the official podcast of AgWired. Check us out at www.agwire.com to find out what's new in agricultural marketing.